So for the last couple of weeks, we've, we've been uh, talking about getting closer to Jesus, and we've been looking at his life in, in the book of Luke, and now we're on chapter th- 3, and we're talking about the temptations of Christ. And so I was studying this for the third week, and I realized I'm a, I'm a very, when I read my Bible, I read it for application which is a very important thing for all Christians. When you read it, you're going, how does this apply to me, and how can I live it out so that I can be like Jesus? But I was praying, and this verse came to my mind, Romans 8, 1 to 3. The law of the Spirit of life sets you free from the law of sin and death. And I realized that the Holy Spirit was trying to flip the script on me. Because I was so focused on how can I be like Jesus that I missed that this text wasn't about me. It was about Jesus. And it was what Jesus did for me. When Jesus walked in the wilderness and was tested by the devil, it wasn't to show me how I can walk in the wilderness and be tested by the devil and achieve. It was actually to show me who Jesus was as the one who is perfect. And it totally changed the sermon. (laughs) Because sometimes we get so focused on like being like Jesus, being a a good Christian. How many have tried to be a good Christian this week? Uh, Nobody cursed at anybody. Nobody, you know, thought any bad thoughts. Everybody had good thoughts about everybody this week. Yes? Okay, no? Okay, Maria? All right, we eject you now. Uh, but what this, these verses are talking about is, this, yes, there's lots to apply here, but the first thing is the gospel. Jesus did it all and paid it all. And what, one, one of the uh, scriptures that comes uh, to mind, we looked at one last week, it says that no temptation has, has come uh, to us that, that God doesn't make a way out of. But in Hebrews, uh, in Hebrews it says this. Um, I did copy it at the end of my notes. That's why I'm, that's why I'm reading. I should find it in my Bible. It says, since, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of them that holds the power over death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For this reason he was made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of his people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he was able to help those who are tempted. And just the, the thing that I want to I, I remind us before we start talking about application, how can we apply when we're tempted, is the gospel isn't about us doing well. I wish it, I, I mean, I wish it were because my whole life I want to be better, a better Christian so I can glorify God with my life. But... We are set up for failure in our flesh. And I wish the law of the spirit of life 
would always set me free from the law of sin and death. Don't you? <laughs> it's like I never made another bad decision. But instead, that's why Jesus died for us. And that I want to make sure that none of us are, live under the weight of fear of, well, I'm not a good Christian, or I haven't done the right thing, and so therefore God must view me differently. Because in the chapter before this, when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit, that God spoke out of heaven and said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And he hadn't done anything. Because God doesn't look at us and say, when you do good things, therefore I love you, or I love you more. But he said, because of who you are as a child of God, I love you. So I was, and even last week, if, if you listen to the message, I did. I kept, the, the thing that kept messing with my mind was, I feel really sinful as I'm talking about temptation. <laughs> and I wasn't sinning, but I, I don't know, there was something in me. And the Spirit of God wanted me to be free. And so he spoke in a moment and said, the gospel isn't about you being good. It's about what I've done for you. That's the end of the message. Just kidding. Uh, will you get that? People online, will you get that? Because I, I, I think about, I, I think often about how sinful I can be. You guys too? You ever feel the weight of sin? You ever think you've done something wrong and the reason that things are happening in your life is because of you? Okay, just want to make sure I'm talking to the right people because <laughs> I think it is common to all humanity. I want to, uh, re- before I go on, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to touch on the rest of the temptations now because we, Jesus, he, he went through these temptations and they were real to, I mean, they were real to him. He wasn't just like, oh, bring it on. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, kind of like the 49ers or. Any other, you know, it's like, yeah, bring him on, Eagles, ain't nothing. It's like they, he, he was thinking, like, this might be a hard game today. Okay? And so uh, Jesus thought that way. But I, I was thinking how important it is for us to remember the gospel. I don't know, it came up it, that you could tell the Spirit of God was, was moving through the room because everybody said, this is like the gospel. This is like the gospel. And I just want to remind us, and I, everybody here, I, I believe, knows this. Um, but some that might watch this sometime later, they'll come across YouTube and they go, who's this guy? I wonder what he's talking about. And I want to talk about the gospel. Because it says um, in Romans chapter 5, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God. It's not our works. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, the hope, and that hope does not disappoint because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. 
you see that just at the right time, when you were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Sounds like a message. Very rarely will anybody die for a righteous person, though for a good man, maybe somebody would die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So since we've been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. And I'll leave it there. That's the good news. The good news is not you doing better or slaying the devil. The good news is you accepting the work of Christ as the atonement for your sin and resting in that. So when the devil comes to you and says, you lousy Christian, we even get that once in a while. You know, once in a while in our, at school, you know, we'll be disciplining, you know, some, some parents about their kids. And they'll say, I thought you were a Christian. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was too. <laughs> Hold on, let me check. Romans 5. Oh yeah, I am. Because I've been justified by faith, not by my because my, by my actions of being a great person. Now, of course, I want to be a great person, and everybody here does too. But that comes by the Spirit of God, not by me. Because what if I were a great Christian because of me? <laughs> I'm not that good. Okay. <laughs> I ha- uh, you know, everything that's good that's happened in my life is because Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, did it in me. So if you, you know, uh, on, on Thursday night, we were having our open house. And uh, I always think it's like the glorification of the worm. Uh, because, you know, the parents come, oh, this place is so great. Oh, the best school ever. Oh, what you guys have done. And I'm like, in my mind, <laughs> you have no idea what God has done. And I accidentally was standing there when he did it. When he brought all of our teachers that are so brilliant and so wonderful. When he brought, you know, the, the, the families together. And when he, he you know, it's, it's, all, it, it's always all of him. Always. And yeah, I was standing there and I get to watch it happen. And this is the, to me, this is my life. is just watching God move around me. And it doesn't have to be the masses, you know, which I'll get into in just a minute. You always want the masses, right? You always like, I, wouldn't it be great if this room had 15,000 people in it? If we were Hill songs, <laughs> I know you can't even get in. And then I would be, yeah, <laughs> and then I would be awesome, most awesome. And everybody would glorify me. And I could go home and say, aren't I awesome, God? Wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) Well, okay, once in a while, I've thought about that being good. Okay, so let's talk about about the the temptations real quick. And I I want them now to be seen in the light of Jesus did this for us. And he leads us through temptation in the same way. Now, 
Uh, in, in your folder, it says this, and it's, it only gives you the first temptation. It says, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, always think that, that he has given us every resource we need to attack any temptation. Um, full of the Holy Spirit, returned to the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Uh, sometimes we feel that way for 40 days. Sometimes our seasons are long. To be tempted by the devil, he, for 40 days he came and said, what's happening? And he ate nothing during those days. Um, I remember speaking with a, a, a Korean pastor one time, and he talked about um, that Jesus knew that he would have to fast to defeat the devil. And I, and I never put it together that in times of great testing, that's when God calls us to fast. And I, I, never, I, I never knew that. <laughs> and, uh, and I was thinking that sometimes uh, we're going through some very difficult times in our life, and we're like, I think the devil's going to win me over. And that's the time for us to pick up the, the discipline of fasting. Or ask your friends, will you fast for me on a particular day? Because there's a power in the fast, because when we re- release ourselves from our humanity for a moment, or actually when we discover it. Because when you're hungry, don't you discover your humanity when you're hungry? I, I do, when I'm hungry, like in about half an hour. I'm going to discover my humanity, and I'm going to eat. Uh, okay. But I just wanted to give that to you because I, I know that sometimes there are seasons of our life where there's severe testing of the enemy. And I want you to see that there is the Christian key of fasting that is available to us to break the the power of uh, the chains of of that. Okay. So then the devil comes to him and says, If you're the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. Okay. There's three testings that are described here. But it says that for 40 days he was tested. So he instead he lay, the, the, Luke lays out the three that are most common to us. Uh, some people say it's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, uh, which would, would work. Uh, uh, but here's, here's how I see them. Uh, the first one um, really has to do, and, and all of them have to do with learning dependence on God. If we, want to, if we want to walk closely with Jesus, we have to learn to depend on him more. Um, the, the first one, um, I, I, I put them down in this, in, in this way, is the desire for self-provision, right? Jesus could have turned the rocks to bread. We know that Jesus at a later time did turn uh, well, he turned one loaf of bread into a bunch of loaves of bread. So he did have the ability to do that. But all of us suffer from this temptation of self-provision, don't we? Anybody? It's like, how many would like a little bit more of anything? Anybody? How many would like a little bit more? little bigger house, a little better space, a little bit. And there's that temptation in us to want to do it for ourselves, rather than to wait on God. And the temptation that the enemy always comes with, he's like, well, you could, you could get more, and you could get it now. 
Now, I love more. I, and I want you to have more. And God is abundant. And he might want you to have more too. But there's something, especially even in our society, is you can have it now. That's why they invented the credit card, right? Because <laughs> you can have it now. <laughs> and pay later with interest, but... It's the same temptation, isn't it? It's like, let's, let's have bread now. Just go ahead. You can borrow it. You can borrow bread. Okay? And so self-provision is something that uh, we're all tempted with all the time. Okay? Instead of waiting and saying, Lord, do you want me to have this now? I, one, one of the, I, I read old, old saints, you know, guys like, that had been dead 300 years. And I want, the, there used to be this group called the Holy Club. Uh, it was uh, Jonathan Whitfield and John Wesley. And they would get together and they would talk. And one of the things that they would ask is, have you prayed about the money you spent? And every time I come to that question, because this is like this list of questions like, that you should ask one another. And I'm like, shoot. I don't pray about the money I spend. I just spend. <laughs> anybody here? That happened to anybody? Okay. And every time I read that, I'm like, why don't I do that? Because, uh, to, yeah, <laughs> Leonard's telling Phyllis, you need, to spend about, you, you need to pray about that. Anyway, and I think sometimes the reason we don't is because we, we, just, we just want it. And so... One of the temptations that the enemy, and how many have ever bought something that you had buyer's remorse over? <laughs> okay, you bought it too fast. That happens. I love Amazon now. They give you like 30 days. I don't know. They, get, they give you a lot of time to buy stuff. So I just buy stuff. Boxes come in. I'm like, don't need it. You know? In fact, I got some returns from Christmas I got to get on right now. So uh, I got to get hurried through this message. Okay, the second temptation... <laughs> Uh, is self-promotion. I already told you I wanted to be the pastor of Hillsong's church and all, and, and all the other fancy ones that are out here. Um, I, I can name them. You guys know them because you watch them on TV. And I'm, I'm only on YouTube, not, not on broadcast channel. Sorry, guys. Maybe someday you will see me in all of my glory and I will have the, the people behind me Yes, that is the glory. You know what I learned about Jesus? Every time he had a crowd, he'd preach them down. He's like, yeah, see all you guys? You guys just came for bread. You just came for Caesar's cooking. He's like, I'm walking this way, right? One day he says, you know what? If you want to really hang out with me, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they're like, Dude, what kind of cult is this? <laughs> I, I am not following you anymore. Uh, right? So every time, I mean, if, if you read the Gospels, every time he gets a crowd, he preaches them down, and you wonder, why did the Gospel go out this way? And why does our modern culture think that this is what Jesus would do? I'm not even sure Jesus would do what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that there's not, there's not good there, I, because you know what? God works in ways I don't understand. Anyway, this is my own angst. Anyway, the second temptation is really self-promotion. 
the devil comes to, to Jesus and he says, this. It says, and the, and the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in, in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all of these. Wouldn't it be great? And one of the things I discovered as I was reading this, I, it just kept coming back to me again, was the, the devil always plays on our insecurities. The other day I was driving by Harker Academy, which is very close to where I live, and uh, I saw this massive Bentley. I'd never seen it before. It was the big one, Bentley big one. I don't know if you guys know Bentley. It's eight, you know, they're only three, dollars $400,000 for a car. And I was thinking, the person's driving their Bentley to Harker, which is about fifty grand a year for your kid. That's audacious. But they were making a statement. Look at me. I have arrived. I have come. And I said to myself, gosh, I wish I could drive to Harker in my Bentley. Because <laughs> then I would be someone too. But a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that the devil is really about our identity, isn't it? If you are the Son of God, make this bread. If you are the Son of God, do this. Our identity is found in Christ, no matter what we have or don't have. So I want to encourage you, uh, drive your Bentley to Santa Clara Christian School. Uh, and make a large donation on your way out. Okay, where were we here? Sorry if anybody's offended by me today. I'm glad I'm now living in the grace of God. So self-promotion is the second thing. Now, the third, the third thing really is, is about self-fulfillment. So he says, uh, let, me, let me finish what I was saying. I will give you all, uh, all the, the splendor and authority of the world because it's been given to me if you will worship me. And this whole self-promotion really is about us coming to the place of being of self-worship, of saying, look at me, look at me, worship me, instead of saying, worship him, I'm his son, I'm a child of God, but look, there's where we worship. Okay, in the last temptation, and um, uh, says, well, and Jesus answers him, it is written, worship the Lord your God. And serve him only. You'll notice one, two, and three times he talks about. Uh, he uses the word of God. And then the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand at the highest point of the temple. And he says, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here. Make a splash. And for it is written, and he uses the word of God, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. The third temptation that we always face is really self-fulfillment. Trying to find our fulfillment outside of God. We've done this probably our whole life. If I only, if I only had that. If I only had a house on on Maui. If I, you know, if if I only... Because there's something inside of all of us that fantasizes for a life outside of God.
isn't there? I love to go to the coast and drive by the big houses with the ocean view. Say, what a wonder. Wouldn't that be awesome? But tell you the truth, worshiping with you this morning was more fulfilling. (laughs) I'm sure I would have a nice time looking out there and going, the kingdom is mine. And then it'd have to be cleaned. And I'd hope I'd have enough money for (laughs) Molly maids to come and get that thing (laughs) wrapped up because I know how that's salt water. I used to be a window cleaner at Aptos Beach, and that's salt water. It's terrible on the windows. It's really hard to get off. Anyway, but there's this, there, in all of us, we have this fantasy life in our minds that said, if only, if I only had this. And Jesus says, no, the Lord has given you, right now, you have everything you need for life. Amen? All right. I want to end with this. All of these things have to do with some type of lack. And I want to to just share with you the abundance that you actually have. Jesus started and he, he finished all of this because the devil says, you lack bread and you lack the promotion you need, and you lack the excitement and the fantasy of the fulfillment that I can give you. And God instead has given us more wonderful things. And he begins with the Word of God. Jesus said, I don't lack. Look, in the Word, I get to worship God. Look, in the Word, man doesn't live by bread. He lives by the Word of God. Look, in the Word, I don't need to put God to the test because He is taking care of every part of me. So when you feel like you're lacking something, open your Bible and realize all the resources of God and heaven. If you had a thousand beach houses, you would not be fulfilled. But if you have the Spirit of God and the Word of God in you, you will experience fulfillment every day of your life. Okay, we have the Word, we have the Spirit of God. We saw that. The law of the Spirit of life has now entered you. Okay? Uh, We have just... I have a whole list of things that we have. We have the fellowship of the saints. Isn't it great? You can go anywhere in the world and find another Christian... And if the Spirit of God is in them, you'll, it'll be like having a brother or a sister right with you. Man, there is, no, there is no amount of stuff that is better than that. Um, is there? You know, I, I love going to, you know, we're, 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 we will be returning to Guatemala this summer. And I love going there, not because we get a chance to do some good work, But I love going there because I get to connect with people I don't know who love Jesus. And it's just, it's just like coming home. Right? That's, that's the best part. Okay. Every resource of heaven is at your disposal.
when you're tested in these ways. And so, uh, of course, prayer. It's best of all, isn't it? So let me, let me take it this way. All of us are being tested right now in one way or another. Some are being tempted. And it's not like, oh, you need to tempt the sin. The, the, the kind of testings and the temptations that, that happen to us, a lot of times it's, it's just uh, our, ourselves. We want to control the world. How many want to control the world? That's called trying to be God. <laughs> and that's exactly what the devil wanted Jesus to do. Who he was God. He says, but now you've got to try to be him. Huh? Okay. So I, I want to I pray for us. I, I know there's, there's a lot of info in here that we talked about, but um, if you're challenged, there's something that's been in your heart uh, this week um, or that you're, you're facing, I want you to have the power and the resources available to you. So let's, shall we pray together? Let's, let, let's take them to, before the Lord this morning. Ah, Father, we want, to, we want to rest in point one. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The law of the Spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. And the gospel is enough for us. And when Satan comes and he tries to tempt us for self-provision, self-promotion, self-fulfillment, we have a place to go. And that's back to you and say, thank you that you have provided everything I need for life and godliness. Thank you I have the Word of God, the Spirit of God the people of God. These are the things that will last beyond this world. And Lord, I know that we're, we're all faced with testings and temptation. And we thank you that we don't have to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. But instead, we can rest in you. And right now, I know there's uh, so many that are struggling with so many things. Uh, and you're worried. You're worried that the enemy is going to overtake you. And the Word of God speaks. That's not true. He's a defeated foe, and you have a Savior that will carry you through. And instead, we just need to wait and rest and trust and depend on Him. So, Lord, right now we take these things that we're praying about and we put them into your hands and say, Lord, we depend on you to accomplish these things. In Jesus' name, amen. How's everybody? All right, we're going to sign off with those that are online this morning. Uh, the rest of us are going to eat and discuss some of these things this morning. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>